Welcome to the Side Talks podcast. Wow, you're really serious. I am very serious today. Um, we are coming to you here at the end of July, almost. Um, we built this city. We built this city. We're, we built a we city? We built this city on Side Talks. Oh my God. We built this city on rock and roll. God. Do you like that? I do. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> he just doesn't even, he's not phased. I'm, tr- I'm trying to, I'm trying to like build up the energy. We built this city. In addition to building the city on Side Talks. We built this Talks. city on Moon. We're going to change it. Okay. Switch it up. It's not rock and roll. Well, I'm Corey Kraft. That's Rachel Morgan singing into the mic. Uh, we're here to talk to you about cinema. What's up, Ding Dongs? All right, here we go. Side so, talks. Hey, Brad, can we just, I think, can you just do this for me real quick? I'm just going to say something and you just loop it on every episode. And that is Rachel Morgan does not endorse Corey Kraft's little bullshit Catch thing phrase. that he says. Hey, hey, by the way, by the way. Done. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Brett Pippen who said "What's up, Ding Dong?" to me in person, Brett, live. This is upsetting. At, uh, the sneak peek event. Why would you encourage him? Uh, I am thoroughly encouraged. Oh, no. We're going with "What's up, Ding Dongs?" for the foreseeable future, everybody. That's my catchphrase now. Put it on a T-shirt. All right, let's talk about some movies. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. fight. Okay, so Corey, we are doing a five-minute fight like we always do. We yeah. usually start off start off in the studio with a five-minute fight as we record all our episodes for the week. And you are trying to bring some shit right now. Today, right. you said you were going to bring me a surprise. I'm bringing so you I'm a not surprise. Prepped, so what is it you want to fight about? Okay, let me preface this by saying um, we were trying to find a fight topic. And you directed me to your favorite films of all time list, yep. which if you've listened to Side Talks for a while, you heard us go through our 200 one. favorite movies of all time. Um, so I looked through that list. And look, honestly, a lot of movies I love on that list, too, as yeah. we talked yeah. about at length. Sure. A lot of movies that even if I don't love them as much as you do, I think are still good. Um, and of course... Some movies I think are terrible, but we've already we've argued already, about this. We've those. already done it. Yeah. Uh, like St. Elmo's Fire or something like that. Oh, come like on. That. Hush. Uh, anyway, so options limited. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to reluctantly and terrifyingly ah! uh, bring up uh, an issue that I have with one of your favorite movies of all time. Okay. Okay. Brad, go ahead and start this timer. I've always kind of thought that Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street is a better concept for a movie than a movie. Oh, holy shit. The, the oh second you God. said that name, I just went, oh, no. Oh, no. Why would you? I'm going to slice and dice you like Mr. Freddy Krueger. I like the sequels. I think they are fun. It is a fun mm, franchise. Okay. But the original film to me oh, no. is a little too slapdash. I think it wears its very low budget on its sleeve. I think that the special effects are largely more conceptually interesting than they are well executed. I think it's a great idea for a movie. That's why it spawned a very famous and beloved franchise that has a lot of movies in it that I really enjoy. And again, I think that this first movie is a good movie. But it is not and has never been one of my favorite horror movies. Okay, so let me just start here. Okay. 
How dare you come for these special <laughs> effects, first of all? These are practicals. Sure. This is a rubber wall with Freddy coming out of the wall and, in, and, and on top of, you know, our, our uh, victim here. And some our, of that's our cool. Our last girl. Our, so, okay, so, so that's happening. That is such a cool thing. The hand, just think cinematically uh-huh. about that hand come in and, and everything that that is layered there with this Freddie hand coming up between her legs and, yeah, the, and the bathtub. That's a great brilliant, shot. It's a great brilliant. moment. And in a really complicated shot to get as a practical. I don't understand how you could ever take for one second some kind of issue with the effects. I get that at the end, spoiler alert, but the mom getting pulled through the little window thing is silly as hell. It's silly. But it's amazingly silly. It's like scream at the scream at the screen silly and it's supposed to be. Well, look, I'm not I'm not saying I have any huge like movie breaking issues with the special effects, but if you want my honest opinion, they're a little janky compared to what a lot of other horror films in the 80s are doing and compared to what the sequels will later do, special effects wise. The sequels are, you know, if we're talking I about love the every, goodness of I love of every movies, special effect in this film. I think it's all brilliant. Johnny Depp being pulled into that bed with the blood splatter that spew, the volcano of blood is cool as hell yeah i don't know what your fucking problem is (laughs) you know and i mean just the concept of the knife hands alone the blade fingers alone you know that you're losing this argument because this fucking movie rules how drunk is the mom i think that (laughs) i think that the fact that it wears it's it's bit of a low budget nate and it's certainly a low budget for art for today's standards Uh but at the time yes a a low budget wears it on its sleeve is where does a badge of honor i think that's a pro here. I don't think that that's a con. I've never really found this movie scary, though. And I wonder if that's because I came of age after the sequels had already come out and after Freddy Krueger was kind of like the crypt keeper, right? Like a, a, like Robert Englund, just like front and center, mugging, telling jokes. And, it, you know, all the sequels are considerably more lighthearted than the first movie, which is fairly dour and dark and serious and i wonder if that's why i've always kind of like buckled against that tone or thought that that first movie was like a good first draft for what's gonna come the fact that freddie gets you while you're sleeping again a good concept yes but it works like this this film makes you feel like you have been awake for two days on and just have been dropping notos like crazy like it really has a very relentless quality to it and and its texture and its presentation of the material that i think is really really highly effective and i think scary it's not this is not scary like the shining scary right sure this is not the same this is not that same kind of film it's not trying to achieve that same kind of tone and it does have a a comedic subtext for sure but that's all part of the enjoyment part of the enjoyment of this thing is that you know freddie is as funny as he is terrifying but he is pretty damn terrifying but he's not very funny in the first movie oh i think he's i think this is this is like i'm your boyfriend now bitch like how can you say that's not and the tongue comes through the phone okay like he's super fucking funny in this but he's also, I also think, horrifying. I mean, I think that there, again, I, very little scares me, period. Like, it's really hard for me to get scared in a film. I do remember being a kid and seeing for the, this for the first time mm. and feeling very conflicted because Freddie's likable, right? Like, there's, like he's dynamic. <laughs> for a, you know. No, I mean, he, you, you want to see him on the screen doing sh- Freddy shenanigans. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but that's because he's, he's, like, shticky. He's like a... But like a, he's also a fucking Borscht scary. Belt comedian. You also don't really want to come face-to-face with, with Freddy. I don't know. Yeah. 
I think you're just absolutely. Look, I don't feel great about this. I I'm wouldn't. Just... <laughs> I wouldn't. One of the one of the. I mean, who? This is the other thing. Who the hell doesn't know who Freddy Krueger is? You know what I mean? Like this is Wes Craven. This is iconic. It is this iconic. This is in the he canon. He is iconic like, as a villain. This is such a creative, but... amazing. Uh, this is fucking Harry Potter. That's not on the weight of the first film entirely, uh, though. Bullshit. That's the whole bullshit. franchise. Bullshit. When you take the whole franchise as a whole, of course he's iconic. But I don't think that first movie does much to support the legend of Freddy Krueger in and of itself. Oh, man. it's And it's amazing. And then you think about these moments in the film, like the slumber party. Where where Johnny Depp's playing the cassette recorder, uh-huh. uh, you know, to try to get to try to get out of whatever whatever's happening with his parents, so he can spend the night over, and it's just it's it's just high school perfection. Sam, well, listen, you were due a win. I was due to say something really stupid because, frankly, I've been super on point lately, and oh, so shut up. Like, uh, I guess this is just me. You don't get saying to drag stupid. that at the end. Of no, this I'm pretty sure I do. Uh, me and Brad were equally shocked when those words came out of your mouth. Um, yeah, the bravery, the courage, the <laughs> ambition to even bring that up alone is worth 500,000 points. You just got to admire it. But as Rachel said, how dare you? I mean, it's a guy with knife hands. It's hugely influential in a million different ways. Um, it made a generation of people scared to go to sleep. And it's funny, too, somehow. Um so yeah, hashtag Johnny Depp blood volcano, five million points to Rachel. Easy. Yeah. When she reaches over and pulls up that entire coffee machine, like there's so many moments in this that you're just like high-fiving the person it's next to you. It's a very good movie. I don't think that we fully got to the depths of my argument against it, but it is a very good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like it, and I... You know, you went there. I went there. I had to. You know, what a I shame. had to. I had what to bring the thunder for, for this episode. Man, and I, I just want you to know that, like, I, I didn't. I was as flabbergasted as y'all. <laughs> like, I felt really sideswiped with that, and uh, so I wasn't on. I wasn't even on my game here. Like, I would never have thought you would have sat in front of me with some bullshit like this. <laughs> so I was really, you know, sucker punched with it. But uh, I still think I held my own at least a little bit. If you'd given me even a two minute no, warning, I could have come up with a better you argument. You didn't need warning. And now, fast film terms. <laughs> Lots yeah, of fast film terms. A couple of fast film terms for you. All right, let's hear them. Uh, and bouncing off of our of your loss, <laughs> if off of your Nightmare on Elm Street, how dare you? Again, you know I don't feel good about it. What else is great in that first one and, and continues to be throughout is oh the God. makeup, right? Freddie's makeup is really, really amazing. The, the creation of, of Frederick Cougar is just... It looks better in kiss. the sequels, though. Okay. Point is, we're doing some makeup terminology <laughs> okay. today. All right. Okay? I don't want to hear it. And so, do you know, and I bet you can guess, uh-huh. I bet you don't know but can guess, what spot painting is in relationship to makeup? Uh, if you have a blemish on your face, it's used to paint over it. Yeah, that is definitely it. But it generally leans more into when you want somebody to have a natural look. Okay. Right. So somebody and especially kids, oftentimes you don't want them to seem you know terribly made up, but uh, or like Cher and Silkwood, which I'm going to talk about later. Okay. Uh, no makeup on, on Cher and Silkwood. And so, but what you may be doing is, is touching up for, for yes, for blemishes. And so you're not putting makeup all over the face. You're just... Yeah, spot painting, All just right. getting the blemishes out of the way. That makes sense. And then here's another one you might be able to guess. Okay. A term called working off the mirror. 
Is that when a person self-affixes makeup to themselves just by looking in a mirror? Good guess. Okay. But it's actually a makeup artist term, and it is something where you want to acknowledge that it's equally as important to look at the actor and put the makeup on the actor and then look at their face Uh as it is to look at what you've applied in the mirror. Oh, interesting. So you should be doing both. You should be balancing between looking at them and also looking at what's going on in the mirror. Okay. And that's called working off the mirror. Interesting. And those are your... Uh, makeup related fast film terms. Woohoo! Well, that was that. This is the one where you really buried yourself. That's fine, guys. Again, I I, I need a little Freddy Krueger, some <laughs> kind of sound effect here at the at, at this part. Game Brad. over, bitch. Yeah, something like that. I need the real Freddy though. <laughs> I need some Robert England to have my back right here. Anyway, we're your own personal cinematic high school shop teacher and high school trig teacher. Oh, my God. Um, Are these two of your arch nemeses, historically speaking? Mm, You know what? I don't want to have anything to do with math. Yeah. And I wish I would have taken woodshop. That Um, would have been a better bet than photography, which I was going to get plenty of that later in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So should have taken shop. Yeah, I uh, also don't really do anything with math, but I am a high school teacher, yeah. not a high school trig Well, or I'm shop still going to make you be the trig teacher because I bet you like math more than I do because I like it very, very little. Okay, like I, I'll take it, I guess. Gazillion. I'm not super wild about it either, but anyway, sure. Anyway, uh, thanks to Batwell Studios. Thanks uh, to Revelator Coffee. Yeah, they're great. I love Revelator Coffee so much. Especially on days like this where Lord knows I need a little bit of a caffeine pick-me-up. Visit us online at SidewalkFest.com or on social media at Sidewalk Film. Especially as we get closer to the 24th Annual Sidewalk Film Festival. You're going to want to follow us on social media for any updates, any venue changes, any new additions to the lineup, and so on and so forth. That lineup, by the way, is out there. You're listening to this. That lineup's there. Lots of great movies. Opening with Butterfly in the Sky. Closing with Descendant. And like, I don't know, what do we got? Uh, 300 other movies across all the features and shorts that we've got programmed. Special events, parties. Get those passes once again at SidewalkFest.com. And tell everybody you know to come out August 22nd through 28th. Going to be a real big party, y'all. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.